Radio Network. Well, I know for a fact that today is Monday because I didn't have to go to work Saturday or Sunday, yesterday, the day before. So today is Monday for your day check. Right, Nelson? Yeah. Today's Monday. What day is it today? <laughs> I know. the mon- Monday's the easiest day for me to figure out because I didn't work the two days before it. And um, honestly, I, I kind of missed the work a little bit, Nelly. It was, uh, I like getting out of the house a little bit. And I know we're not, I'm not really seeing anybody else because of the social distancing and the quarantine whatnot, but it's it's nice for a change of scenery. How was your weekend, by the way, man? Oh, it wasn't too bad. You know, same old crap, just a di- different day. <laughs> Did you, you get out for some walks and whatnot? Yeah, I got outside a little bit. Uh, Saturday was super nice. Yeah, Saturday was really Hung nice. around outside. Yeah, that was nice to do. I debated on busting the grill out, but then I ended up not. I think I'm going to bust the grill out on Wednesday because it's supposed to be a little cold and crappy today and tomorrow. Looking at the weather report here, Tuesday, a high of 71, but thunderstorms. Oh, then, man, Wednesday at 62. Oh, dude, it's supposed to be 44 on Thursday and windy. All right, maybe this weekend. Ah, then there's snow on Sunday. Look at that. I just wait a bit. It'll change. All right, welcome on in the Joan Ebo Show. Happy Monday. How was everyone's weekend? I saw yesterday they were uh, replaying the Packers Super Bowl, the victory over the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did you did you watch that at all? No, I didn't. It's It was kind of like the same thing with the Kentucky-Wisconsin yeah. uh, Final Four game. Like, I know it's the like outcome. All of a sudden, you see on social media, like from like an hour ago, that it's on and people are watching it, and then you're like, well, if I turn it on now, I'm kind of late to the party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And listen. I watched it live, and I've watched it also a few other times on YouTube. I know what happens. The Packers win the Super Bowl, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. Like the, they they this, beat the Steelers. Yeah, in this universe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens. And then I, I saw a lot of people freaking out online uh, about uh, what Buck had said, that Mike McCarthy had abandoned all but abandoned the run and was let Aaron Rodgers slinging it down the field. Yeah, because Big Mike does that. That's a lot of reason why. Then everyone talking about how the, how could the Packers not have won more? Where was more Super Bowls? We all thought it would be the dynasty starting. Well, it was, uh, what? What's the only dynasty we know for the past what twenty years? The Patriots. That would be it. A lot of people want to well, talk about. Oh, it's so how come there's no dynasty? There's only one team that wins it every year, and majority of the time it was the Patriots. What were we gonna say? I was just going to say, unless we're talking about other sports, but yeah, in football, it's basically the Patriots. Yeah. What was there? I mean, what was the one before that? In the 90s? The Cowboys, I guess? Yeah, it would have been the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's calm down with the dynasty talk. Should there have been a dynasty for the Packers, Rowdy? Maybe we can talk about it. I mean, we do have some time. All right, speaking of what we're going to do on the show today, we have to crown, and speaking of champions... We need to crown a champion. The mythical March Madness bracket comes to a head today at 10 o'clock. We'll crown the champion in the final four on Friday. It was Bucky versus Maryland and Michigan State versus Oregon. Nelson, Bucky took down Maryland and Oregon took down Michigan State. You know who was in the finals? Wisconsin versus Oregon will crown a champion for the mythical March Madness. Madness bracket. It will be absolutely exciting. I predict before this tournament even started that Wisconsin would win and would win big. 
You agree with me on that? Yeah, I think uh, you're going to see a huge blow. I'm going to go in the 90% for this one. <laughs> just be just because of the past history with the Oregon Ducks, you know. Yeah. Last, well, this year's Rose Bowl, last year's March Madness loss, uh, the Rose Bowl with uh, the Russell Wilson team. A lot of hate for Oregon. We have some time, or I mean, we have some payback on our minds, I should say, Nelson, when it comes to... I believe, the Oregon Ducks. Didn't we have a call from Conrad? Man, this was... What, when's the last time Conrad called in? Where the hell's it's Conrad It's been a while, been? but this was prior to the Rose Bowl. Didn't he call in and say this game against the Oregon Ducks was personal? Yeah, he <laughs> did. He did. Um, yeah, if that game was personal. personal, I mean, I'm sure this simulation is extremely personal. Oh, it's incredibly personal. It's, it's personal for everyone. I mean, what's your lasting memory? I know it's football, but it was the Rose Bowl, right? The refs jobbing us, or what was it? So on Twitch, you titled today's uh, show No Sports Day 26. Yeah. Did you ever think it was going to get to a Day 26? No, <laughs> I didn't. Um, did you? Uh, no. I and never and at the same time, I didn't think it would go past 30 days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right now, Day 26, no sports. I... Uh, yeah, I never thought I'd get to this. And, we, I mean, we got some things to talk about today when it comes to what the NBA might plan on doing. They really want to crown a champion for the 2019-2020 season. Uh, we'll talk about it to see if they can do it. And then Major League Baseball has come out to give some ideas on when it comes to having a season and what they're going to do. But thankfully, Nelson, and you've been grinding on this, we still got the draft. And the NFL draft, the NFL has been holding the news cycle when it comes to sports with an iron fist, we still have the draft. You heard Ryan from the Red Zone just call in talking about how he's been grinding on everything draft-related, and he could like tell you, recite it like the back of his hand. Nelson's been grinding over the weekend when it comes to the draft. You could almost recite it to the back of your hand. What is everything you've been doing with the draft, Nelson, over the weekend? Because we <sighs> had, you so had more downtime. We didn't have to work Friday or, or Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I've read so many player bios and profiles and write-ups along with – just basically going through every single position that I think the Packers need. I don't, I don't even it's know. Just a lot of positions. Yeah, I don't it? even know how many certain players' profiles and their, uh, yeah, just like their write-ups on each player at each position. It's probably like roughly thirty a position. Now, was there any guys that stuck out in your stuck out right away? Like you're reading them, you're like, dude, the Packers. Packers could use this guy like a dark horse. Maybe maybe we'll See, save I, this. I don't know. I feel like just. You know, like a brief overview. Obviously, you have a lot of those feelings for guys that are going in the first, you know, 50 picks. You're like, yeah. man, I really wish the Packers could do this. But obviously, they only have one pick in the first 50. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's more fun when you get into rounds like three through six because then you're like, these are where you can find some of the gems. Yeah, those are always fun when you get those three to six rounds. You're totally right. And uh, I'm just cruising around CBSSports.com right now. So the Packers, did you ever fall – under evaluating and looking who if the Packers would get a quarterback and when? No, I've been staying away from quarterback. Have you? Because I saw this on uh, CBSSports.com. If this guy came across your sites, the Patriots are showing interest in Florida international quarterback James Morgan. Uh, he was actually – so I, I went I through say, every if he, position. If he came across your uh, – uh, He was one of the guys that I wouldn't mind the Packers taking a look at, but the thing is – that's like extremely late or yeah. priority free agent. <laughs> uh, the King on Twitch says, is Nelson trying to figure out how the Packers can get rid of Rashawn Gary and get away on the plus side? 
Unfortunately, if there was a way, I would have come up with it. But or I'm haven't... sure Gudekunst would have come up with it because he knows what he's got <laughs> with that turd. But uh, I feel like with how much money he's due, you can't even get rid of him. You got you have to sit on him. Well, there's no way. Has there Who ever... was was it? Rob Reichel wrote a article for Forbes over the weekend about the Packers' best and worst draft picks of all time. Yeah, I think it was Robbie. We can go look into it for sure. <laughs> because I. I believe it was Gavin tweeted at me and said Rashawn Gary equals the worst. And I just started thinking, because it was based on like the the last 20 years. And I just started thinking, I'm like, man, I mean, Gary was not good. And I've, (laughs) I've been all over that with Gavin since like basically day one. Yeah. The thing is though, I can't unsee Justin Harrell's career. (laughs) Can you look it up? Like right now I can't still unsee Justin Harrell because Rashawn Gary still has some time on that contract. Harold well, ran out. I mean, the Packers are going to hang on to Rashawn Gary for his, that whole rookie contract. If anything, they just wouldn't extend him, right? But can you think of a team or can you find a team of someone that's given up on a, a first-round high draft pick after a season? Like, does that exist? No. There's no way. Like, I would love to know who was the fastest someone has give up on someone for a draft pick. I got to think they just let their rookie deal run out don't extend them. There's no way someone would be gone that quick. But I've been surprised by a lot of things. All right, 608 321 We'll get you caught up on all the national headlines. Sports could be coming back. President Donald Trump had a phone call of all the top commissioners oh. on Saturday. What? I looked it up here real quick. One of the answers was yes. A defensive end from Michigan State in 99 was taken in the first round. Uh, but they didn't know he had serious mental health issues and was cut. But All right, I mean, well, I can see. I want that, someone that's like, kind of an exception. I want someone without like yeah. mental health or like a terrible injury issue. All right, national headlines coming up. Gone in 60. We'll unveil the championship matchup, Wisconsin versus Oregon, in the mythical March Madness bracket. We voted on it all couple past couple weeks here. We finally will crown a champion today. Continuing it on with our bedroom setter, RJ. All right, RJ. You're still steadfast. You and Nelson, I think, are in the same camp. Right now, you guys are content. Are you, is content the right word with no sports? You wouldn't bring, you wouldn't give up something important in your life to bring sports back. I, I just haven't thought of it yet. Okay. I guess I'm not to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'll give that up if we can get it back. Like tomorrow. I'm to the point where I'm saying I would let the Minnesota Vikings win a Super Bowl. And then someone sent me a video. Um, let's get back here real quick. Big Herb, what's up? What's up, Big Herb? He says, F the Vikings, and then he's got a burn pit outside of his house, it looks like, and he's throwing in his top five most hated teams. First, he throws a St. Louis Cardinals pennant into the fire, then a Cowboys pennant into the fire, and then he throws, let's see, the Dallas Cowboys. Number three, we got the Chicago Bears. The Bears go in there. Number two, we got the Chicago Cubs. Cubs suck. Yep, agreed. (laughs) Number one, least favorite team of all, the Minnesota Vikings. You still suck, Mike. <laughs> so he throws all these pennants, you know, these cool flag pennants into the fire, and so these are my two five, or my top five hated teams, and he essentially says, "F the Vikings." I'm desperate for sports to come back. I would, I'm almost to that point. I didn't say I would yet, but I'm desperate for it. Uh, then Rory says, "I would sell my soul for sports to return, just like a Homer Simpson sold his soul for a donut." In one of the Treehouse of Horrors episodes. That's a good one. But that works out well for Homer because he keeps eating the donut. Then he, I think eventually they turn his head into a big donut and he keeps eating his own head. He's cannibalizing himself. 
Um, and Nelson's content with no sports, going to Netflix. And then also the king on Twitch says, "This is." he says, is this too grim? Did I go too far? He said, okay, sports comes back tomorrow, but Nelson has to die. What is it? it people aren't giving stuff up. Like, yeah, We're not saying who would you sacrifice. <laughs> we're saying what would you give up? What would you sacrifice? I'm not saying Man, sacrificing Nelson. The king's getting pretty demonic here. Wants to sacrifice me. Well, I think it's because he wants sports to come back. Like, he'd do a lot of things. So he's giving up Nelson's life, well, not, he, not anything that he actually I, well, wants the, to give up. The king loves <laughs> – well, the, I, if, I, if I can read between the lines here, the king loves the Joan Ebo show, and yes. I don't blame him. Everybody does. And Nelson's part of the Joan Ebo show. The king also loves sending Nelson Rashawn Gary videos of him doing push-ups during his quarantine. So I think what the King is saying, he loves Nelson. He loves ribbing Nelson. He loves listening to Nelson. He loves sending Nelson Rashawn Gary videos. Therefore, he would give up Nelson's life because he loves Nelson to bring sports back. I think that's what I gathered from it. You got, I don't, you got I don't know. He's fan. talking about selling his soul, sacrificing me. It sounds pretty demonic. It's like he's like got an end with the devil? <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever gets you through, I guess. All right, so speaking of stuff to get us through, RJ, uh, Badger News. The football team has added a walk-on to their 2020 class. He's right out of here from Verona. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying his first name right. I apologize to him. Hakan Anderson, H-A-A-K-O-N. Sorry if I butchered your name, but he verbally committed on Saturday on Twitter as a preferred walk-on. And there's one thing that Badgers are really good at, right, for football team? Sure. Walk-ons. Yeah. It's walk-on university. Our boy Jay Kokorowski wrote walk a book about it. Way. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. NCAA, NCAA.com recently released their top 13 walk-on players in college football history, putting three former Badgers on the list. So this is all of the NCAA. Uh, Jimmy Leonard. Yeah. Jared Eberderis. Yeah. And J.J. Watt. Who was a scholarship athlete at a different school first. But then he walked on, I, right? Yeah, that's a little bit of a shady area, though. I mean, <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you put Baker, May- like Baker Mayfield, who had... Scholarships, walk-ons, all that kind of stuff. I mean, people still call him a walk-on, but there was a scholarship in there at some point in time. I think right out of high school. So really, not a walk-on. Well, I, I'm not saying well, it's pull, not a great story. Well, on but, the list they do have Mayfield. So yeah. you want me to give the list for you, buddy? But but you know what I'm saying? Like if you were offered a scholarship right out of high school to go somewhere, sure. Just because you walk on somewhere else because you left a school, I don't think it really makes you a walk-on. <laughs> All right, so the 13 best walk-ons in call. This is all of college football. The 13 best walk-ons in college football history. Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Luke Falk, Washington State. Oh, wow. Matt McGloin. Matty? Penn State. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I guess. Austin so. Davis, Southern Miss. Now, didn't he break a bunch of Brett, Brett Favre's records? I think so. You have Hunter Renfro. Remember him? Out of Ooh, Clemson. Clemson, yeah. Yep. That just happened. <laughs> Justin Hardy, Eastern Carolina. Jared Aberderis, Wisconsin. Yeah. Sean Bedford, Georgia Tech. J.J. Watt, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Clay Matthews, USC. Yeah. I didn't, I guess I must have forgot about that, that Clay Matthews was a walk-on. Yeah, go look at his freshman year pictures. Oh, yeah, because a lot of people said he found the magic 
like Michael Either Jordan's st- magic steroids juice. or HGH. That's what a lot of people <laughs> even, say. Yeah, even look at his college numbers. But look yeah. at his lineage. Look at his once, bloodline, though. Once he got to know uh, Brian Cushing, things got really good for him. <laughs> well, we know Brian Cushing. <laughs> or Ray Maluga. Uh, yeah. Jimmy, Both also linebackers on that squad. Jimmy Leonard's on the 13 best walk-ons of all time. Rodrigo Blankenship out of Georgia. Ooh, a kicker. A kicker. And then rounding it out out of Memphis. Steven Gaskowski. Another kicker. Another kicker. What's more impressive, that there's two kickers on there for the best walk-ons in all-time history of the NCAA, or there's three guys that wore the cardinal and white for your Wisconsin Badgers? That, that I think the Wisconsin Badgers is pretty impressive. There's three, three of them, on there. and that's the all-time list. No, like, nobody put anybody from Nebraska on there? No. Nope. Like that was walk on you before Wisconsin. Um, I where where is this publication from? NCAA.com. Wow. Yeah. Really? And you think the NCAA would want to like prop up Nebraska a little more? Yeah, not right now. Not right there. Now. Come on. But I mean, well, is Nebraska is Nebraska a blue blood still? Can you take can you take that away of a blue blood? Yes. <laughs> yes. For is it for Nebraska's? I mean, well, because Nebraska. Do they, you think people still want to go to Nebraska because of their name? Like, no, Michigan's still a Michigan's a blue blood just because nobody's wanted to go there since they got rid of Frank Zolich after he won nine and ten games a year. Then they got rid of him, uh, brought in a former Wisconsin coach who uh, I think lost sight of what made Nebraska Nebraska. Yeah, and went national with it rather than focusing on Nebraska. Um, then Bo Pelini came in. Great cat. And there's another Bo one. Bo Pelini had an Won awesome nine cat. to ten games a year and <laughs> made bowl games and all that. And yet, with two coaches there, they thought they were so much better than they were. And that, if, when you get to that point as a program, that's when you start to just deteriorate as a whole. <laughs> well, the Bo Pelini firing made no sense to me because then you hired Riley out of Oregon State who yeah. really didn't have any more success than Bo Pelini. And no, like, no I thought Bo Pelini was said. a decent – I thought Bo Pelini was pretty good. Right. Yeah. It's same with, like, Frank Zolich. Right at, he took over right after uh, – uh, wow. Uh, why uh, am I – Osborne? Yeah, after Tom Osborne retired, Frank Zolich, who was a, a Nebraska guy – played in Nebraska, was a coach at Nebraska forever, and was winning 9 to 10 games a year. Yeah. And they were like, well, sorry, you're done. And <laughs> then, like, the wheels fell off. And people were like, "What? whatever happened to Nebraska? That's the point right there. You fired Frank Zolich after multiple winning records, bowl wins, all that, uh, because you felt there was so much better. But... I think for where Nebraska was at the time, there wasn't. Uh, the Big 12 North yeah. was what you were isn't the king it, of. Isn't it crazy how far Nebraska's fallen? Oh, absolutely. I just, I can't, how? how? It, it It's all because of their, their own ego. Yeah. I don't know how you can be, like, people say, well, it's Nebraska. Yeah. How can you compete now with, you know, in the age of the internet and social media with all the flashing lights when it comes to... You had no real succession plan Yeah. Uh, after Frank Zolich, and then the wheels fell off. Then, yeah, Bo Pelini comes in, starts putting things back together. Uh, can't beat Wisconsin ever, but... No. 
No. Um, Which is awesome. Yeah. But no. And then, yeah, you win nine, eight, nine, ten games again, go to bowl games, win those bowl games, and they're like, see ya, see ya. And now, yeah, you bring you in Riley, a- who was Oregon State through and through. That was his alma mater. That's where he coached before. Uh, heck, that's that's who Paul Christ coached under for a long time. That's He's not a bad coach. Mm-mm. He's just not a Midwest guy. He's not Nebraska. Isn't that crazy how you can be a good coach, but if you don't fit the region you're in, yeah, it can just doom you? You can you can coach within a region and have your, your fingers in recruiting territories sure. outside of it, but don't drop a guy into a territory he's never been to in his whole life. Wisconsin yeah. experienced that twice that (laughs) that i've been allowed for (laughs) that that i've been alive for um well you can say one good thing about gary anderson is the defense he brought with him yeah so there's that other than that and i welcome in our our person our our guy my guy the zach heilprin what's up zach good morning morning guys to say that wisconsin is in the final game the championship game in the mythical march madness bracket against oregon zach Who would win this game played on the court? Wisconsin v. Oregon in a championship round. It's got to be Bucky, right? I'm shocked that uh, Wisconsin in a tournament voted on by the fans is in the championship game. Not saying they wouldn't be. I'm just saying I'm shocked. Well, Zach, you should have seen their crazy run. They beat the hell out of Eastern Tennessee State. Then they throttled Kentucky. And then they demolished Kansas. And then they beat Duke so bad, Coach K had to go back to the hospital with back spasm at halftime. And then they dismantled the Terrapins, and now it's looking like they're going to roll over Oregon. But you were going to say what? I was going to say uh, that all makes sense, and I totally agree with it. <laughs> you got to think, though, that Bucky has got a lot of revenge on their minds when it comes to Ducky, Oregon, yeah? And I would think that Oregon has – I mean, obviously they got back at him last year, but you think about what Wisconsin did to him in the tournaments in 14 and 15. I think there probably was a little bit of a – want to get some revenge on them kind of aspect to last year, too. Yeah. All right, Zach, this would be no surprise to you, but when I asked Nelson the question, what would he give up in order for sports to bring to come back? Like I said, I was thinking I probably would let the Vikings win the Super Bowl in order for sports to come back. It's probably no surprise to you that Nelson said he wouldn't give up anything, and he's content with uh, just going about life as it is right now. I don't know how you could look at how everything has gone on, especially, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know how you could look at everything that we've seen these last three weeks, three and a half weeks, and be and just content with no sports coming back. Nothing, nothing you would give up to get them back, considering the impact it's had on. That's exactly what I said. The impact, the impact it's had on everybody in in the world. Like that's just, it's not just sports, obviously. But yeah. come on. Like that's that's, that's, that's just, what I said, Zach. And um, but then I had to take a step back and I thought to myself, well, it's Nelson. Nothing, I guess, really surprises me anymore with the guy. But he RJ did, agreed with me. He did have a breaking point. Do you want to tell Zach? RJ did, which blows my mind as well. But Nelson did have a breaking point. And what's your breaking point? Uh, it would be the week after the draft. I need it coming back after then because I, I have so much draft stuff that I've been into that's really been occupying me, especially Netflix. I think that's where everyone's on. But uh, after the draft is over, I feel like then, then everything's going something. to come to a head. I mean, we should be playing baseball right now. We should have just gotten with the NC, the uh, tournament championship should be tonight. We should have mm-hmm. been seeing Bucky go through the last two weeks and then playing the title game tonight. Like, there's so many things that we've lost out on. Um, you but, know, but Nelson's got to finish Narcos. But Nelson's got to finish Narcos, Mexico. Oh, it's done. 
It's, it, it blows my I, mind. I, I really, really enjoyed the first one, the first season of it with, uh, with Escobar. Yeah. But I, I hate reading subtitles or, uh, yeah, or not subtitles. Yeah, subtitles. Yeah, subtitles, uh, yeah. hate reading them. I watched the first season. Pretty, I haven't really watched much after it. Well, Zach, let me ask you, what would you give up for sports to come back? Because I, th- I feel like you'd play along with my story here, or my question. Well, I thought about it for, I thought about it for quite a bit, um, and I'm, I love Twitter. Like, I, if you know those, uh, the screen time reports, I know, Evo, you turn yours off because you don't like government looking at you, but for most people, they still have it on. Uh, well, government's looking at you report. no matter what, but yeah, continue. Uh, but did you not turn it off for that reason? I, uh, <laughs> I turned a lot of things off on my phone for that reason, yes. Okay, all right. So, all right. So I wasn't wrong what I said. Okay, good. No, but they're still um, looking at you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, but I haven't. And so, like, whenever that comes up, you just look at how much time you spent on Twitter. It's just insane for me, at least. And uh, so I'd, I'd give up Twitter to get sports back. What? No. Now, not, no this is not Twitter all time. This is Twitter. I'd Even your burner back. accounts? Yes. Burner account. Oh, sorry. Uh, I I have accounts. It's not plural. Mine's not plural. plural. That's, Mine's plural. That's, that's right. Yours is plural. Um, <laughs> Captain Handsome. Uh, I'm still I'm still laughing at the at the uh, time you set up an account and actually tied it to your oh. uh, email your email account. And, I, I was uh, hacked. When, I was hacked. <laughs> so Zach, I said I would let the Vikings. Said, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish the story. You that, up, yes, I'm the, sorry. Uh, sorry. 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 Yeah, yeah. You set up a, a burner account. Um, and tie it to your email or your phone number or whatever it was, and uh, unknowingly that when you do that, it sends out uh, notices to everybody that uh, I didn't realize that that you that you've joined Twitter. I didn't, yeah, so, I didn't realize that. <laughs> and it's sent to me, and I'm like, I don't know who this is, but I bet you it's Ebo, and definitely was. Yeah, that was my that was my burner account. And Captain, then you tied that was Captain it, Handsome. You tied it all together when you asked me if I received the same notification. I said I did. Yeah, that was yeah. my bad. I, that was Captain Handsome. He's no longer a burner account. I got rid of him. So, <laughs> so Halpern, I said I would like possibly let the Minnesota Vikings be guaranteed a championship for sports to come back. We had a, I had some blowback from callers. One said I should be chained up to a radiator and beat with a stick until I have common sense in me. Is that taking it too far? Not getting beat with a stick on a radiator, but having the Vikings win the Super Bowl? You know what, though? I think it's when you say guaranteed, I feel like the Vikings would still find a way to not win. <laughs> Even if even if you even if you guaranteed it for them, like it's it'd still be like, nope, through an interception late in the NFC Championship game. Well, I mean, they do have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. I'm sure they'll find a way to choke. You like that? Yeah, yeah I do, I like, do that like that. All right, so Zach, when it comes to sports, there's a couple leagues wondering and you know th- talking about possibly bringing it back. Like you have the MLB coming out saying that they are thinking of doing it in the spring training facilities. Have all the teams congregate there and kind of have them in isolation and in quarantine when they're not playing and then bring them out and everyone gets medically checked to before they could play. I mean, is this a – I know this is all conjecture and hearsay, but do you think in your mind this is a possibility that we would see sports without fans? Yeah, I, I think, you know, if the NBA comes back, it'll be without fans. I think that almost is a guarantee. It's just a matter of how it's going to happen. And this is all – I mean, all this stuff can happen if – the leagues and their unions can agree on it. And there's, you know, that, that's what it comes down to. Can the MLB players union, will they agree to it? If they agree to it and it's found to be medically safe, I think it'll happen. That's, and that's the same thing with the NBA and the NFL and everything else. I mean, those are all, that's all going to be controlled by the unions and their willingness to do it. 
And we've seen some guys come out and say, yeah, all for it. And then we've seen other guys come out and say, no, nah, I wouldn't want to do that. I think LeBron James is among those guys that have said they wouldn't want to do it. But I also think he'll, he's going to get to the point where he wants to play basketball. He wants to finish the season out, potentially win a title with the Lakers. And he's going to be like, oh, okay, well, I'll do this. But, um, you know, that's, that is for the pro leagues. The colleges are a much different situation. And that's, uh, to me, it would be a bigger concern for this fall with what happens with, with football and whether there's going to be enough time to get guys on campus and, you know, up to speed and going through fall camp and everything by the time, you know, the season's supposed to start in late August. That, to me, would be uh, the bigger concern. I think pro sports, if, if the unions agree to it, it'll happen. But yeah. college is a bigger situation because – Well, there's so many moving president. parts, right? Right. It's all going to be about – it's all going to be about NCAA presidents or, you know, presidents of schools reopening campuses. We don't know when sure. that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, opening college sports is a Herculean task compared to opening pro sports. Like, I could, I couldn't imagine how the, the amount of bodies and athletes you have for college sports is insane. But then if you look at the NBA, then I saw you tweeting out something that um, – or retweeting something that there's a, a group, a pessimistic group coming that think they're going to cancel the whole rest of the season, that there's not going to crown a 2019 – 2020 champion? Well, I think the thing was that there, uh, that was Brian Windhorst repeating, uh, uh, reporting that, I think, on Friday night or Saturday morning yeah. and said that he was angle, the, the NBA owners are angling towards a way, or the NBA is angling uh, towards a way to cancel the entire season. Um, but I don't know when that decision would be made. Like, I think that they're setting it up so in which they could. In their negotiations with the uh, Players Association, if it gets to that point, um, but yeah, there's apparently pessimism to to that, and I feel like this just changes every day. Yeah, um, I mean, it's every and, day is like a hurry up and wait to see what happens, you know? Right, and that's what I mean. That's what it's going to be like. And I I agree with Nelson. Like after the draft, we're going to be in trouble because what do you <laughs> what's what is going on after the draft? That's, a lot of Mount Rushmore. Talk. A lot of nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's going to be tough. Um, but, so let me ask you this, Dak. You know, if the NBA if there's this camp growing that's not going to happen, and then I look at just look at the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning MVP, has come out and he says, "Yeah, I, I don't have access to a hoop. I have my home yeah. workouts. I got a bike. I got a treadmill. I'm lifting weights. I'm staying sharp." But he can't shoot. Chris Middleton also doesn't have a hoop. He can't shoot. Last time I checked, you need to put the ball into the hoop to win a basketball game, and if you can't practice your shots. How are you going to start the season back up when all these guys are rusty and can't? And like LeBron James has his own court, he's got his own weight weight room and everything. But a lot of these players don't. Like, how is it that a fair for anybody? No, it's not fair. But that's also why they closed the practice facilities uh, and forced everybody to close their practice facilities, and why uh, NFL has closed forced everyone to close their practice facilities, even if there's not a stay-at-home order in their particular uh, where where they're at, because they're trying to limit the unfairness of it you know the the level playing field both uh you know in draft prep and, and all that but I, I was i couldn't remember who said it but they they weren't necessarily believing that Giannis doesn't have some place that he can go and, and shoot that's what i was thinking um, or chris middleton yeah like yeah. i mean chris middleton I mean, said he had a neighbor i think that he could maybe go and like shoot on the street, but yeah out in the driveway or something like that but yeah, yeah I, I i feel like it's Giannis. if he wanted to go shoot somewhere he could get somebody to open up some place to let him shoot if it's if he's by himself. You know what I mean? Like, if, I I don't know if I necessarily believe that he has not taken a shot in the last three weeks. Zach, do you think uh, LeBron James is kind of pushing this? He wouldn't play so that they do call the season so he could claim the title for uh, himself. 
why would he be able to claim the title for himself? I don't know, it just seems like a stunt that he would try to pull. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard to do when you don't have the best record. He would, he would say, look at the last game we played against the Bucks." Well, LeBron said he was going to go on uh, Instagram Live and break down some of his famous moments, and I don't think anyone even cared. I could see LeBron no. James trying to like, claim I, the title for himself. For sure, because... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say because the media was already talking him up as the MVP, MVP and all this other stuff. He's just, he's just going to try and claim it. I can see it from here. <laughs> uh, hey, you see it. I'll, I'll, I'll believe you. Yeah, I, we'll I, see what look, happens. I mean, it, it'd, be, it'd, be hilarious, it'd be hilarious if you tried to do that because I know Giannis would, would come back and be like, he would. Uh, they get into a little sparring back and forth of, of uh, quips here and there because, no, I mean, if, if you're going to call the game, if you're going to call it now, I mean, I guess maybe you could do the simulation. Maybe do you, if you do the simulation, oh, kind of like they did for the NCAA oh. tournament, would we be able to? Like that wouldn't be rigged for LeBron. No, I feel, I feel like I feel like uh, the Bucks would win that, and uh, so you'd be able to. They, the Badgers and the Bucks would be world champions on the same same year. Simulated Zach, world champions. Zach, if uh, if they cancel the season and and this plays out and they try and crown LeBron, I'll forever call Michael Jordan the goat because he actually won a game when he had the flu. Well, he actually is the goat, so you don't have to worry about that. I think we all can kind of agree on that. I mean, who doesn't love some MJ? Zach Heilpern, our sports director, our sports director, joining us right now. Zach, um, you know, I'm thin times right now when it comes to topics, but I did see a really cool. Um, uh, thing come out from NCAA.com. It was from a couple days ago, but it's making its rounds again. They did the top 13 walk-on players in college football history, and three Wisconsin Badgers were on that list. Jim Leonard, Jared Aberderis, and J.J. Watt. I mean, the fact that a 13 of all time, you get three walk-ons from Wisconsin. No other team or no other college, I should say, has more than one person on there. What's more surprising to you, that there's three Wisconsin Badgers, or on this list there's two kickers? On the best walk-ons of all time. Hey, kickers are people too. You know, kind they of like are. punters are people. Yeah. Uh, it the fact that I mean JJ Watt eh, is kind of a I mean he had a scholarship and gave it up to to come here. So he but you know definitely included in it. Uh, he had to deliver pizzas. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh, didn't he do it uh, on a moped? I heard. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. That's but, what the rumor uh, is. Yeah, yeah. So he. Yeah, I heard he did it for a day and then quit. Yeah, it's impressive. I doubt it. He's, a, he's he was always dreaming big and working hard. So, um, no, it's impressive. But I also think it, it points to the lack of uh, um, love for high school football in the state of Wisconsin. Like, there's a lot of really really good players that end up having to walk on or go to Division three programs or Division two programs or you know uh, go out of state to play because there's not as much respect for it. I think that's changed a little bit. I think there's a lot better scouting and we're getting more. There's more. Uh, exposure for guys but yeah i mean jim leonard just because he was 5'8 but he was as athletic as any guy that's played at wisconsin and jj watt coming out of high school was like 190 pounds so i mean then he got on the pizza diet yes he did and then and jared aberderis was a high school quarterback and uh so i mean i don't know i i think uh wisconsin's walk-on program is what made it special in the 90s is what you know barry alvarez took the nebraska um, blueprint made it work here at Wisconsin, and the walk-on program is a huge part of it. Yeah, and uh, this surprised me too. I, I guess I forgot about this completely. Clay Matthews was a walk-on at USC. Yes, that, he was. Uh, that surprised me. He must have got into some good supplements or something because he really beefed up. My man. He he must have. And then I look at this because uh, the Wisconsin Badgers football team added a, a walk-on to their 2020 class. I, I don't want to butcher his name, but I might. Is it Hakan Anderson out of Verona? I'll be honest, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, I'm going to uh, go with it. So, I apologize. That's all I, right. I apologize. That's, He's just that, following that, in the that, footsteps of good walk-ons for Wisconsin. And um, 
and I bring it full circle because I was talking about the MLB, you know, possibly thinking of ways to bring back sports. And I was, we're talking about, you know, when it comes to the NBA is, uh, What's your what's your gut telling you when it comes to college football and possibly working its way out of this COVID nineteen pandemic and getting on time? Do do you think? Give me some good news on a Monday that we will have football this year. Come on, I think it's impossible to tell. No? Damn it! I knew you were going to go the middle of the road, Zach. Can I guarantee? Well, no, it's not even middle. It's not even middle of the road. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. I'm going to guarantee it. Football's like coming Kirk. back. I'm not going to go fear mongering like Kirk Herbstreit. I'm not going to go the opposite of that and say, yeah, guarantee it's going to be back. <laughs> Nothing else matters. It's going to be back. It's football. It's got to be. It's, uh, but the, the, I think football happens at some point. I don't think that they'll, they'll shut down. Like the, the NCAA tournament is one thing because the NCAA has jurisdiction on that, right? Yeah, They're the yeah. ones that get to choose whether things happen. And so when they say we're losing on all this money, all right. But when it comes to college football, that is not necessarily in their hands, and to, you know it's going to be in individual universities' hands. And I just think the money eventually it's going to get played one way or the other. The season may not start on time, but it's going to get played at some point. They, I'll, they, I'll the take games, that. Yeah, games may go into December. Games may go into January. Like it's going to get played no matter what. I, I just, they're not going to. They, they can't afford to have the season not played, not be played. I'll take it, Zach. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate you giving me. A little light at the end of the tunnel. Money. A little light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks, yep, brother. I appreciate your time, dude. Yeah, bye. Uh, there he is, Zach Halpern, our sports director. Light if at the end of the tunnel. If it comes down to Nelson. money, the NCAA is going to have a football season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come it, on. If it comes down to money, the NCAA will be starting right on time, folks. <laughs> not, a, not a doubt in my mind. <laughs> All right, welcome back in. Joe Bo Show continuing on. Thanks to our sports director, Zach Halpern, for joining us. All right, so we were talking with him, Nelson. I want to continue on this conversation. MLB, Major League Baseball, they say they're likely to start 2020 season, which we would be in, what, what would we have been, like uh, the third third matchup? We've been the third series of the fourth, maybe. The Brewers would have played the Cubs, the Cardinals. I, I forget the exact schedule, but... It's uh, irrelevant now. Yeah, Brewers would be at minimum 9-0 and right now, and the Cubs would be 0-9. So MLB, when they finally do begin their season in 2020, they're going to do it without fans that are speculating. No fans in attendance. And they talked about going to Florida and going to Arizona to play in the spring training facilities. No fans, and a lot of these players would be quarantined in between games. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine you're just sitting in a room for X hours a day, and then once the once the like there's like a bat signal, maybe like a little like a like a little alert alarm will go off in their room. It's time to play the baseball the, the baseball game. So they come trotting out out of quarantine. You get tested. They'll give you that. I think they said they're gonna like check all their vitals and give them their that uh, that thermometer that checks your heat. You know they have those new thermometers now where it checks your heat, your body temperature. And then if you um, are over a certain degree, then they'll do it uh, hopefully orally and not rectally for a thermometer. And then if you're giving it all clears, your vitals are fine, you can go play baseball. <laughs> so bizarre, dude. But when it comes to playing in Florida or Arizona, you said you had something to say about Florida? Well, I just thought, you know, would it be a huge difference playing baseball without any fans? I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays do it almost every year. Yeah, and the Marlins as well. The Marlins, 
Uh, wasn't it the Rays where they were talking about uh, playing half a season down in Tampa and the other, or sorry, St. Pete and the other half in uh, Montreal, Montreal? Yeah, almost to see if they want to start getting uh, another team going up in. Uh, That's how bad their attendance is. That they had to talk about splitting it with a team in Canada, the other side of America. Yeah, just, just picture the Brewers playing like Tampa Bay or the Marlins. Like you for would, every single game, you would be, you would be playing in Florida for half the season, and then the other half in Montreal. That's how bad you're. You have to go to another country in Canada to get people to cheer for you. That's insane. So yeah, what would be any different than playing, you know, for the Marlins or the Rays? Yeah, you're not going to have very many. Uh, you're not going to have anyone in there, anyways. Plus, the only thing that would be kind of scary is if you're if you're housing all these teams and players you know in, in one location yeah that if one person gets it there then you're screwed because well, then the probably thing, yeah. everyone's going to get it so they said the parties were hopeful of getting training camp started in the majors in mid-may and then beginning games in june uh they added that the mlb and the players association all agreed to wait until the government officials give the green light well that's Probably a good thing. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manford will also need to feel comfortable. There won't be, quote, re- unreasonable health and safety risk to players, staff, or spectators by staging these games. Now, they did say it'd be a lot of moving parts to get teams staying in certain cities and playing in these facilities and making sure everyone that works there, because you still need workers there. You need people to, you know, to like a grounds crew, probably, you know, umps. You would need training staff, yada, yada, yada. So these people would have to be going through extensive testing. I got to feel like that would be crazy expensive. And then you have no revenue coming in with no fans coming in. I don't well, know I mean, how they're going to get gonna get the, done. They're going to get the revenue through Over the TV. TV. That's a good point. You're going to have even more people tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So, I mean, they're talking about bringing it with no fans. I would – it'd be different. It'd be weird, but at least you have sports on TV. I mean, it's at least something, right? I just think it's interesting that all of a sudden, weren't they pushing for July 4th? Yeah. Like, that was like the day we're like, hey, we want to be playing baseball July 4th. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, they're pushing for June? June for training camp. And then and then to get, yeah, no, May, then into June, yeah, June 30th. So now I feel like they've moved that date up, right? So that should be like a positive. But I feel like if you turn the news on, everything is... Negative. Well, then there's this, too. So they want June, they're saying, right? First, it was July 4th was the date. Well, the Toronto mayor, uh, John Tory, man, who was that other mayor that Toronto had? Or was he a mayor I, that got it, no like, idea. like, bang, like, got with hookers and a ton of meth? He eventually died. I think his name was Rob Ford, I want to say. <laughs> Anyways. Don't the, know what you're talking about. He, he's a wild dude. He, rest in peace to that guy. He's a wild one. Look, look him up. We're none of the show, Nelson. Uh, the Toronto mayor, John Tory, on Tuesday announced that the that there would be a cancellation of all major events through June 30th to try and limit the spread of COVID-19. So if MLB wants to get things going by June, early June, well, how are you going to do it without the Blue Jays? Because the Blue Jays, well, I guess they wouldn't be playing in Canada then. They'd be playing in either Phoenix or Arizona or Florida. Florida. So I guess what it, what would that matter, I guess? But then you got to throw into the fact that you'd have – well, everyone's going to be affected. Like, there's so many moving parts in having to play in either Florida or Arizona for people working. You would, they still all would be in quarantine. They're saying, and get tested before every game. This just sounds like an insane bill. 
to just get sports going without fans. I don't. Do you see this working? I guess they could. There's see, a I lot of moving parts. See, I don't. I don't think I see the the fact with all the teams living in the same areas, like in either Arizona or Florida, because you know basically you're going to have like roughly 15 teams in each state, right? Yeah. Each location. I don't think that makes as much sense to me as is actually just being in your own designated uh, city and then traveling well, to stadiums with no fans. I think that makes more sense than than putting a ton of people in the same location. Well, they want to put everyone in the same location. That way it's all contained. Because you, could you imagine if, you know, because they say a lot, majority of people that get COVID-19 don't even know they have it. Could you imagine a player? I know, I know they're checking vitals, and I know they're going to do this and that. But if you're if you're traveling to thirty different other cities, twenty nine, you know, whatever it is, you're still spreading around. You're still in contact with people that have to have your your jet, you know, gassed up and prepared. I feel like though the other way, couldn't you like and airports hey, if, and restaurants uh, and if if Brawny tested positive for uh, COVID nineteen, he's not coming on this trip. You know, like you, you hold them. Yeah, back. but if one guy gets positive for it, then you got to think other people that are around him during practice or ever could possibly have it. Yeah, but that's when you, you're testing before you leave. Well, that's why. See, if you, that's why they want everyone in the same area. If you're in the same area, though, once one person gets it, everyone's everyone going to get. Yeah, it. but at least you're then contained. you're shut down for sure. But then you're contained in one area. You're still not flying your jets around to other stadiums. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I also would you make them play with with a positive COVID nineteen test if they feel fine? I mean, it's a great. I mean, if you're playing, they wouldn't. There's no way. Could you imagine the the legal ramifications? There's no way they 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 do that. They said if MLB quarantined players for games, it would have to not only worry about their health and safety, but also team personnel, referees, bus drivers, hotel workers, and some people also fret over the economic impact of playing in empty stadiums, which would generate less revenue without ticket sales. However, a league official told Ken Rosenthal that, quote, keeping fans, players, and others healthy would be a far greater challenge, one that, at least short-term, cannot necessarily be solved. Like, wasn't it Rudy Gobert that was talking about he wanted to play the night before he, uh, or the day he tested positive for COVID-19 because he said he felt basically fine? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, they say, I mean, Everyone that's getting this thing. No, I'm saying like if they everyone, don't know they had it and they feel fine. Like if they're just, they're just this, carriers. If, if everyone in this baseball camp all of a sudden is now positive for the virus, would you still play if you feel fine? I mean, theoretically, if if you were feeling good enough to play, would you still but play? Then you'd have to have the umps. Like there's somebody. Then there's umps. Then this there's training you, staff. There's, this is where the MLB's trots out their robo umps. It's time for robo umps. I mean, they've been using it in the minor leagues, and didn't they use it uh, partially uh, last spring training? Yeah, dude, you're on to something. Robo-umps. Okay. Robo-umps, no one in attendance. You don't need anyone technically working at the facilities. You just wow. got a bunch of possibly Robots. positive Androids. Uh, COVID-19 baseball players playing. And now apparently Tigers can get it, Nelson, if you remember the news of the weird story. Yeah, I still don't buy that. <laughs> The NBA. They need to crown and want to crown a champion for the 2019-2020 season. They haven't given up hope yet. In fact, I was supposed to go to a game on March 27th. It was the Bucks versus the Wizards at the Pfizer Forum. 
and they have they won't refund money for your ticket because they'll only do that if games get canceled. Nothing has officially been canceled. They've been postponed. So right now, and we got a giant brick of Brewers tickets. It was Brewers Cubs the second game. Ooh, yes, I got a call for that over the weekend. Almost forgot about it till you said that. Oh, you, so they called you? Yes. What'd they say? Uh, more will be revealed. So but no answer. Yeah, it was basically like we'll we'll wait and see. I if you had tickets, I will guarantee you, especially Major League Baseball, they will not refund you your money. If anything, they'll give you a credit for another game or something. Like Ticketmaster, I think Ticketmaster was crying for a bailout. Weren't they aren't isn't Ticketmaster the same people if you got a twenty dollar ticket, you end up paying like eighty dollars for that ticket because Ticketmaster taxed on like yeah, they, insane godly it's charges not for no that reason. Much, but oh, my, it's a lot though. Yeah, my buddy and I we went to a Bucks game ooh, probably three, four years ago now, and the tickets were like you know thirty, forty bucks, and then at the end they were like 60. darn near sixty. Yeah, it's highway robbery. Oh, I'm sorry that you're crying. You need a bailout because you bend us over the common man. Anyways, so the NBA wants to crown a champion. But it's kind of hard when you can't play games or can't play anywhere. So this story came out. Uh, Giannis Adenokounmpo and Chris Middleton. Giannis was saying that uh, he's spending a lot of his time during the quarantine to work out, help care for his newborn son, and he's playing the occasional video game. Giannis said this, quote, I don't have access to a hoop. A lot of – I know. uh, Real quick. You guys kind of – Real quick. I don't have access to a hoop. A lot of NBA players might have a court in their house or something, but I don't. I just got my home workouts. I go on the bike, the treadmill, lift some weights, and I stay sharp that way. Chris Middleton also said that he doesn't have a hoop or a court to ball on at his house, but his neighbor does, and sometimes he'll sneak away and go over there. But he says he does practice his dribbling, yada, yada, yada. And then there's LeBron James. LeBron James has a house with a full weight room. He has an inside and an outdoor court. They say he's, quote, got a different reality going on in his home than the majority of NBA players. What are you going to say now, Nelson? Oh, I was just saying, I find it hard to believe that, uh, kind of like what you and uh, sports director Zach Heilprin said, I find it hard to believe that Chris Middleton and Giannis can't find a court either with neighbors or, hey, there are things called parks. Yeah, that's the one thing that I don't really understood. Like, I know the parks probably aren't to the exact NBA quality that you need. But neither is your neighbors down the street. Exactly, but you can still practice your shots. So I find it hard to believe that they can't go somewhere and shoot. But if you are just staying at home and you don't have that around you, then yeah, you you can't do it. But you're millionaires. I think you can find a way. Wasn't the NBA talking about uh, renting out like the – like a casino type thing or a hotel yeah. in like Bahamas or Jamaica so, or yeah, something? Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to too. So the NBA, to continue the season, they were thinking of turning Las Vegas like an empty casino, converting it into a, a court where they could have cameras, very limited, if they even had media, I was read very limited media, very limited TV crew, uh, very limited everything, no fans. But they would convert either a – they would make like a casino in Vegas into like NBAville. And all the NBA teams would be staying in this converted casino into a makeshift, like I said, like NBA USA-ville. Or there was the Bahamas where there was this giant ballroom hotel that wasn't being used. And they would convert the, convert the ballroom into a court 
where they all could stay and play. In because the there's like an extremely low number of, yeah, uh, of virus cases in the Bahamas. I'm all in. I'm all in for the Bahamas or Vegas, and, and here's the plan. Do exactly what they said, and then you can even spin it to to the point where they're doing it for Kobe because, you know, that was played out for yeah. so long. Yeah. They'll play under a UV light because that's supposed to kill a lot of germs, and then they'll say since it's purple, it'll be for the Lakers. But you know why I like it? Why? I like it because I think the Bucks come out better. Like LeBron James is whining about how he – you know, I don't know if I want to be out there for this sickness and blah, blah, blah. Dude, you have a court. Giannis, yeah. I think Giannis gets better. We all knew he couldn't practice the shooting. We all know he doesn't really have that great of a shot. He's just going to dunk. Chris, yeah. Middle- Chris Middleton with no fans? Are you kidding me? He's going to be even better. He's not. He doesn't have the clutch gene with no fans. They aren't going to. Yeah, say does Middleton. He's have not going to get fans? nervous. <laughs> like he's going to be balling like it's out like in the practice. Yeah, so like it'll be good Bucks for the Bucks. Will be better. That's why LeBron doesn't want to play it because he knows the Bucks would be better, and obviously the Bucks would probably beat the Lakers. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. This is all for LeBron. Oh, Don't yeah. think it's not. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Who I got? Ebo, there'd be a lot of empty seats disguised as fans. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's that from, Big Joe? No, that's not even from anything, buddy. Oh, I thought, I thought you were quoting a movie on me. No, it's just the truth. Uh, Evo, I was going to ask you, buddy. The NHL playoffs would have started tonight. Who would have won the cup? Who is your honest opinion? Who would you like this year as the front runner to win the cup? Um, the Sharks. They actually had a down year. They, they, <laughs> lose, a... Joe, they lose Joe Pavelski, and they had a down year. Who's, uh, how about the Las Vegas Knights? I like that party they got out there. I like the Vegas Knights. That's my they team. They put on like been... a show for uh, pregame and halftime. Right. Vegas would have been the number one seed in the, in the West. I think the best team overall in terms of points and standings would have been Boston. Here we go. I got it. Yeah, the Boston Bruins. Um, they were top of the at, at the Atlantic Division. The Capitals were Nelson's Capitals, part of the oh, they're only mine when they win Metropolitan Division. And then you got the Blues, top of the Central, and the Golden Knights, top of the Pacific. This is something too, guys, that always has upset me in the state of Wisconsin. You know, we have a good following for the Wisconsin Badger hockey team. You know, six national championships, a lot of guys that end up going to the NHL. It just bugs me that we have never had an NHL team in Wisconsin. I mean, we've had like. You know, the Mass Monsters, the Kodiaks. We've had the Capitals for semi-pro hockey. We've had the Green Bay Gamblers for semi-pro. We've got down in Milwaukee, we have the Admirals, you know, for AHL, the affiliate for the Predators. Why can't we ever have an NHL team? I mean, I think the forum, they've said in Milwaukee, has ice underneath the court. I don't know why we just, you know, can't get an NHL team. Because I know a while back, Bettman was saying that he'd like to have expansion teams in NHL, and it sounds like Seattle's going to get one. They've talked possibly about Quebec. If Seattle like, gets one, it should be walking. called the the Supersonics. That would be the NBA team. I want the Sonics well, yeah. back in the worst way in the NBA. It's called Kinda the like, Zombie I, Sonics. I want, yeah, I want the Expos back in baseball someday, but they'd have to build Expos had some stadium. of the greatest jerseys of all time, Big Joe, those old I, polyester ones. I totally agree. I totally agree. I know. And it, it's been rumored that if baseball ever has an expansion team, that Montreal would be one of the teams that gets a team. I think before it's all said and done, you'll see baseball – and basketball in Las Vegas, too. I just want to see baseball or uh, basketball anywhere right now. Or how about even just a draft out in Vegas at this point? Yeah, Right, and they were going to have the football one, though, since that's a good point. But, no, I I totally agree, boys. I think eventually right. once we do get sports back and if they do look into expansion, they should consider hockey and consider Milwaukee. Big Joe, I mean, they're all listening because everyone listens to the Joe and Ebo show, so you got the message out there, brother. 
Thanks, buddy. I appreciate yeah. you. You know that. Evil yeah. I, uh, yeah. This is spring clean. I found some car recalls. I want to thank the good people at Eastside Toyota. They're going to take care of my car on Friday for me. Well, th- thank you to Eastside uh, Toyota. So, if they're listening, you, big shout Joe. out to them. Yeah, big shout outs. Well, thanks, brother. Thanks, man. Talk see to you later, you see, see you. There he is, Big Joe. Shout out to Eastside Toyota. Yeah, I think they should call us after the show. <laughs> right? <laughs> so... I do think NBA. that this uh, if Either they started the it back or up, Vegas, if they do it, I think it would benefit the Bucks. I mean, that's why LeBron is poo pooing this. Well, how Giannis is the best when he attacks the rim, right? Yeah, he doesn't he need to shoot when he's not shooting. What's he going to do more? Because he's going to be rusty shooting. He's and, just going to throw it out on the rim even harder. And Chris Middleton shrinks when there's crowds and it's big games. No, we don't. We're not going to have crowds. There's not going to be a crowd. So Middleton's going to be in fuego. It's be awesome, Plus, dude. if there's robo, 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 robo referees or umps, LeBron's not going to get every call. We'll crown a champion when it comes to the mythical March Madness bracket and uh, update you on the Nellies. But before we do that, we got to look at uh, the other Twitter question I put out there. One thing you'd give up to bring sports back, what would it be? Here's a couple for you. I said I'd possibly let the Vikings win the Super Bowl to bring sports back. Sam says, I would also do that in a heartbeat. Our guy Becker says, I would let them win two Super Bowls in a row just to bring baseball back. T. Lenoy, Trav says, I would give them a Super Bowl victory with Brett Favre as their quarterback played at Lambeau Field if it met I could return to normal life again. Oof. Oof. A lot of other people go like, already Ho saying, oh, hell no. M.T. Browning says, that's a no. Uh, William Wiesensel says, I'll burn down Mount Notice if sports could start tomorrow. Hell yeah. Fireproof. <laughs> uh, David says, see, this is, this is what's funny to me. David says, just for sports, no. To eliminate the virus and have everyone get better, for sure. Well, no crap. Dave, I bet you'd go out on a limb and say if you could end world hunger by pushing a button, you'd do that too. I think we all would do that, buddy. But this is for sports. It's called having fun. Something you should try. Nelson says he would wait two more weeks. Yeah, but I'm going to stretch that and say I got three. <laughs> three weeks, and that would be but what, for it's, the draft? It's after the draft. After the draft, I'm going to start to definitely get that itch. All right, so here we go, Nelson. Speaking of itches, you probably are itching to watch one of these movies. We're going to crown a winner when it comes to the Nellies. This is uh, the top movies Nelson has never seen. We put them in a bracket, voting on them, going to make them watch the champion. Right now we're in the Ark of the Covenant region where the one seed, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, has finally come from behind. I thought there was going to be an upset and beat the five seed, Beverly Hills Cops. The Raiders of the Lost Ark punching its ticket into the next round. And then the other side, we have the six seed, Vacation, National Lampoon's Vacation, taking on the two seed, Predator. And an upset, my friend, Vacation has won, beating... Jesse the Body Ventura, Carl Weathers, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in Predator. So Vacation moves on. I'm happy with today's results. Those were the two movies that I was uh, voting for, rooting for. No, there you go, brother. So there you go. I'm I'm glad you're happy with it. And something else we got a crown right now. Joe and Ebo's Mythical March Madness Bracket. You voted on it for weeks. We crown a champion today. Beating, was it North Dakota State for Oregon, Nelson? New Mexico State. You want, you want to run down Oregon's path for us? Round one, they take down uh, New Mexico State. 
Then in the uh, round of 32, they take out Big Ten team Penn State. Sweet 16, they got past Gonzaga. Elite Eight, Seton Hall. And then the final four, another Big Ten team, Michigan State. And then they're taking on Wisconsin, who Wisconsin took down Eastern Tennessee, Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and then Maryland. And now you can put it, mark it up, folks. Your Wisconsin Badgers have won it all. The championship game, Wisconsin takes on Oregon, 81-18. Joe and Ebo's mythical March Madness champion, your Wisconsin Badgers, Bucky takes down Ducky. And they hoist the trophy, Nelson. How does it feel? Wisconsin has indeed won the 2020 NCAA tournament. I think Wisconsin now has probably the best case because right away, getting out in front of it, Greg Gard came on these airwaves and claimed it. He did. And then a bunch of other uh, teams tried to get cute, like Florida State Florida and their... State, uh, who lost. Yeah, their government. Yeah. Uh, someone else. Oh, Kansas and Bill Kansas Self. Kansas tried to get cute. They I lost. Mean, they lost all, to Wisconsin. What, all one point each? But, I mean, the Joe and Ebo show... Mythical we, March Madness, that's point two for the Badgers. We reign supreme. Wisconsin oh, wins. The simulation, that's yeah. three points. And the simulation where they won in the uh, basketball power index simulation. Wisconsin beat BYU. And now in the most important one, Wisconsin takes down Oregon. We are the champions. Celebrate. Hold your head high. Send to hang the banner at the Kohl Center. Mythical March Madness champions, baby. Feels good. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Hell yeah. Pop the champagne. Pop the bubbly. Wisconsin has done it, folks. The haters say it was never possible, but here we are. Reigning supreme. No time for losers. I'm talking to you, Oregon. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Duke. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Kansas. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Kentucky. Eastern Tennessee State. I think we've always been losers, but whatever. Wisconsin reigns supreme, Nelly. What was what was the final percentage on that? Um, it was eighty-two to eighteen. Oh, I missed it with the ninety. That's okay. I mean, they they had to put up a little bit of a fight, and they did. I need it one more time, dude. One more time. We gotta have it. We gotta we gotta finish the show with it. Wisconsin is champions. So, Nelson, good stuff today. We found your breaking point when it comes to sports, though. That would be after the draft, right? Yeah. Do you have a best and a worst? Oh, yeah. Real quick. Best and the worst. Sorry. Thanks for reminding me. Uh, best? No, start with your worst. Hurry. Worst? I'm going to say ran out of draft coverage from a couple of the people that I really respect that write-ups. So and your best? Best? Getting outside and uh, going for a long walk in porch sitting. Yeah, my worst is... Laying around and debating if I'd let the Minnesota Vikings win the Super Bowl to, in order for sports to come back, that was definitely my worst. My best, the weather. The weather was incredible. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bucky's champions. Adios. See you.